Hey there, this is Pastor Corey, and welcome to the Branch Life Podcast. After you're done listening, I invite you to connect with us at branchlife.church to make sure you're up to date with everything going on at Branch Life. Want to share what you heard today? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and share this video with someone you want to encourage. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that this presentation helps you connect with Christ and challenges you to reach those around you with the good news of Jesus. My name is Scott, and I'm one of the pastors at Branch Life Church, and I'm excited that you've joined us for another installment of our Summer Playlist series. We're working our way through some of our favorite psalms and songs from the Old Testament. The Book of Psalms is a a collection of 150 songs or song lyrics, and we are kind of traveling through that over this summer. Many of you may know that my wife and I are expecting another child, and we're really excited about that. And one of the things that happens is, as soon as you start to search online for something like a crib, uh, you start getting all of these advertisements for all of these baby-related things uh, that that people think you need to, to buy from them. And a common theme in advertisements, especially for newborn babies and that, is safety and protection. They want you to, it's, it's one of the main fears that you have, that something bad would happen while you're sleeping or at any time to this little helpless new little baby. And, and they, they kind of feed into that and build their advertisements around it. You know, it's not just parents that are concerned about safety and protection. It's kind of part of the the human condition. It's something that we need and something that we long for is to feel safe and protected. It starts with those most basic needs that we have, things like food and shelter, air, water. You know, those provide kind of the bedrock of safety and protection. But beyond that, there's lots of areas where we want and we look to have safety and protection. You can think about some of them. We want financial safety. We want to be able to pay the bills. Uh, We want to, to have security for our children and provide for their needs. We, we, have, we want security or safety in our retirement and to care for the uncertainty that's there. We want to, to be able to weather storms that, that come into our lives of, of financial difficulties, and, and we want financial safety. Another area that, that we want safety in is, is physical safety. We want to be protected from, from crime and from, from people doing bad things to us or, or to our bodies or, or that. 
we want to to be protected in our health and we want to have good health and, and that we 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 want our our families to experience those things we want physical safety we also want emotional safety we don't want to be in toxic relationships we, we want to be protected from people that would be emotionally abusive. We, we want to avoid things like depression or severe anxiety uh, about different circumstances. And, and we don't want to feel trapped in those feelings that, that we may have. And then some of us at, at various times kind of wrestle with existential issues, meaning that's a big fancy word for like how we are or, or what we uh, our existence, our being, who we are, and, and so we want to feel safe and secure knowing that we have a purpose, that we have a, a, a place in this world, that, that we know what we're doing, and, and that, that we kind of makes sense in, as part of a bigger whole. And so we, we look for things to, to give us those types of, of, of safety uh, in the existential way. I would encourage you right now to think about this question. What in your life are you wanting protection for? Right now, what, what are you looking for in protection? You could even share it in the, the chat or the comments of the video. What, what are you looking for protection? And I would encourage you, be as specific as possible. Uh, maybe not in the comments or the chat, but at least in your mind, that you would pick something very specific that you're looking for protection for and to kind of keep that in the back of your mind. We're going to take a look at today a uh, book uh, or a, a chapter from the book of Psalms that's one of, one of my favorites and it's Psalm 121 and it, it celebrates this that's available, the protection that, that is available, this theme of protection. And it's, it's one of my favorite Psalms because of a, of a personal connection that I have with it. My grandmother, who's no longer with us, would often write encouraging notes and cards to people, and I was the beneficiary of lots of those notes and cards over the years. And it was her practice to always put an appropriate scripture in them as part of her signature. She would leave a reference to, to that, and she did that with virtually everyone that she she mailed letters or notes or cards to, and and many people have commented on receiving a note or a card from my grandmother, and for me, one of the passages when I needed encouragement or or that that my grandmother often shared was this psalm, Psalm one twenty one, and so we kind of developed a special bond over this psalm, and I'm when Josh had the list of psalms that we were going to be preaching on. I said, you can pick whatever ones you want. This was the one of the ones that, that I was uh, wanted first grab at because of the, the great personal connection it is to me. So thinking about this idea of, of protection and safety and that, let's, let's kind of begin to dive in to this psalm and see what it has to say. The first verse says, a song of ascents, We'll come back to that. That is actually part of the, the Bible scriptures. But then it goes on and says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? Now let's just pause and, and stop right there for just a moment. And let's think about that question. Where does our help come from? 
Now, many of you may intuitively kind of know the direction that this psalm is coming for. And you would say immediately, okay, my help comes from God. And that is the right answer. And that is where this psalm is heading in the very next verse. But the the reality is, is while we may know that's the right answer in theory or what we want it to be, we often turn to all sorts of other things for help when we're facing difficulty and for when we feel unsafe or unprotected. And, and we can go back and we can think through those categories of, of areas of life where, where we're wanting protection. And we can think about some of the things that, that we may look to and turn to in the midst of those. So we think about our financial safety and we might start looking to things like the stock market. And for a little bit there in March, things look really bad. It's, it's coming back and, and it's okay right now. We'll see what, what it has. But depending on the day, that's up or down. And, but we may look to that. That's going to be the answer. Uh, we may look to overtime and say, okay, I just got to put in a little bit more work. And so I've got to work harder or longer at my job if overtime is available. Or maybe I've got to enter in and and do a little more time with my side hustle and drive for Uber or uh, pick up groceries for the different uh, uh, apps that that provide that and, and do those types of things. We can look to the government. And all of us, at least here in the United States, uh, a few months ago received a check from the government that was supposed to help us in this time of difficulty from from COVID. And some people just kind of sink into all of that and say that is going to be where my help comes from. It's going to be the government providing encouragement and aid and financial help. We could look to charities and in the same sort of way. And so we work our way down the the list of charities in our area and and take advantage of them for food or for finances or or those types of different things. Uh, Sometimes we can can look and say, I know what the solution to our financial trouble is. It's, it's my credit card, and I can take care of things really quickly. And with that, I can, I can increase my debt or that. Or we may say, we're in a real tight spot, and so we're going to take a home equity loan, and we're going to take out more debt based on how much we own of our home or that type of thing. And that's, that's going to be the answer. We may look and we may say, oh, Dave Ramsey or whoever our financial advisor may be in person or, or through the internet and that we appreciate and we'll, we'll look to that person and see what they have to say and they're going to, to save us and protect us. Those are some of the things we may turn to in finances. When we think about our, our physical well-being, uh, we, we may look and say, well, I've got the biggest and the best alarm system at my house. I, I just lock myself in there and no one's ever going to be able to get in. And, uh, and if they do within 10 seconds, you know, the police will be at our front door and, and uh, everything will be taken care of. Maybe another thing that we look to is, is self-defense, and so we're worried about going different places, and so we take a self-defense course, or we take some type of martial art, or, or boxing, or, or mixed martial arts, and, and that, and we learn how to defend ourselves, because no one is ever going to physically hurt us. Uh, we could look and say, okay, for, for our 
physical well-being, our, our health, well, we're going to do a, a specific diet. And so there's all sorts of diets that, that are out there. You can do keto, you can do, uh, you know, all sorts of, of things. And you can eat like a caveman, you can, you can eat, do the Atkins or, you know, all of these different things. And you can eat your way to physical safety. Maybe. We could look to doctors and say, okay, I've, I've, I'm facing the physical difficulty of some type of disease or, or that, and, and the doctors are going to figure it out. And then we're going to look to medicines, and, and they're going to prescribe the right medicines, or I'm going to take a certain vaccine or not take vaccines or whatever the case may be, and those things are going to provide safety. Uh, when it comes to our emotional health and, and protection, we may look to, to our spouse or our significant other and say, they're going to provide the emotional safety that I need. Uh, or maybe we have friends if we're not in that type of relationship, and, and they're going to be the ones that, that, that buoy my spirits and provide the emotional protection that I, that I need. We can look to food or drinks or drugs and, and maybe overindulge in those things. And, and whether it's illicit drugs or whether it's prescribed drugs that are supposed to, to help our emotions in that, we can look to those things for protection. We can look to, to physical intimacy and, and either appropriately within marriage or, or not appropriately outside of that. And, and we can look and say that will provide the, the emotional connection and security that I need. Or some of us just put up walls and say, okay, the, the best way to stay protected, kind of like in the Old Testament, we'll talk a little bit about walls later on, even in the passage that we look at today, but is, are just going to not let anyone in. I'm going to have a walled city around my emotional well-being, and, and no one's going to get in, and I'm going to be protected that way. And then when we wrestle with those big questions of who we are in the world and what our purpose is, those existential questions, we can, some of us get really attracted and into philosophy, and we have our favorite philosophers or our favorite way of, of looking at life and, and, and processing that. Uh, we can kind of begin to experiment and look at, at other religions and just say, okay, maybe I'm not feeling, maybe there's something else out there that I'm missing and I need to, to find it, to add it to my belief system, to, to, to look for the, the, uh, um, the religious system that's going to answer these questions for me. We could look and, and get involved in, in, in things like work and charities or relationships. And I'm just going to invest all of my time and those things are going to answer the question of what my purpose in life is. My purpose is to do my job and to do it really well. My purpose is to be involved in some higher calling, and so I'm going to be kind of the uber uh, charitable participant. I'm going to give lots of money. I'm going to give up my time and my efforts, and, and that's going to give me my sense of purpose. And then the relationships that I have will, will answer my sense of purpose and, and, and that because of the people that I'm connected to. The, the book of Psalms... Uh, highlights that this kind of approach to life and having a menu of options that people look to uh, to answer the, the questions and the difficulty and the danger is not new to modern life. 
Psalm 121 tells us that, that this has been going on for a long time. And that first verse that we said highlights and, and, and puts this into view. It says there that it's a song of ascent. And, and there's a couple of different theories in that of where that, that came from. But, but what it is, is it's a package of 15 psalms that starts at Psalm 120 and goes to Psalm 134. And they became used as the people of Israel would journey to Jerusalem to participate in the religious festivals of that day. And some people think it may have had to do with the steps on the temple. Uh, It most certainly had to do with the fact that everywhere in Israel talked about going up to Jerusalem. Jerusalem was on the top of of a hill or a mountain. And so whenever you went to Jerusalem, you went up, you ascended towards Jerusalem. So it it has to do with, with going there. And interestingly, one of the other things that the Bible talks about in the Old Testament uh, that happened on hilltops and on mountaintops was that was the high places where idols would often be. And so whether the, the psalmist had in mind specifically this idea or whether it was just kind of in the back of everyone's mind that I, I'm not sure, but, but people either literally could see those idols on the different hills around Jerusalem at various times in Israel's history, or in the back of their mind that they knew of these high places. And so as they were going to Jerusalem and they were singing these songs and they were getting ready to participate in the big festivals that celebrated God's work with Israel, they thought, oh, there were these other options, these other gods that are possibility. They could maybe even see some of the idols that had to do with it on other hills. Where does my help come from? Uh, it also, the, the festival that, that most closely became associated with these songs of ascent was the festival of Sukkoth or the festival of booze or tabernacles. And that celebrated the Israelites wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And after being saved from slavery in Egypt... They then took a very long time to get to to the promised land, to Israel, that God had promised to give them, in part because they kept choosing other things for safety. Not in part, completely. They chose other things for safety rather than God. They chose other gods. They chose wrong leaders. They made bad decisions, and they, they complained against God's provision and the safety that he was giving and it cost them a whole generation that they had to wander in the wilderness so all of these things are in the back of people's minds as they're coming and and presenting themselves and it's this menu of options and and the reality is is that people always wrestle with the question where does my help come from where does my help come from And we're going to see that Psalm 121 says very clearly that comprehensive protection, protection that covers our whole life at all times, is only available with God. Comprehensive protection is only available with God. So let's read this psalm. It's it's eight verses long. Let's take a look at it and see what what it has to say. Psalm 121 says, The song of a sense, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. 
He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade and your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. And as we look at these verses and as we think about them, the, the word that you heard multiple times there is this idea of keep, that God will keep you. And what that word means, it's mentioned five or six times in those verses, that that God is going to protect you. He's going to actively be engaged in your safety. And so there's four kind of celebratory truths that we're going to see that emerge from these, these verses that help us know what God's protection is like. And the first is found in verses 3 and 4, and it's this, that God is an active protector. God is an active protector. Those verses says he will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. There's a commentator with the last name of Barto, and he talks and and kind of helps us understand a little bit that, that back in the Old Testament days, there was kind of this opinion in other religions of God's resting or sleeping, and not because they needed rest or sleep and they weren't strong enough, but because either as the supreme being in all of creation, they deserved a life of, le- of leisure. And so they could rest and sleep because they've got people to take care of things like running the universe. And so they could recline and rest or sleep. Or you could think about it in terms, and, and some of the other religions thought about it in terms of this way, that God was so sovereign and, and create. In creating, and he created things so well that they just kind of ran on their own and they didn't need God's involvement. And while some of those things might sound a little neat at first glance, we can be thankful and we can celebrate that our God, the true God, the one and only God of the Bible, is not like that. He actively engages in our protection. He actively God actively engages his creation to protect his children. God didn't just leave us on our own. He doesn't think things are just running and he doesn't need to be involved. No, he is engaging with his children to provide protection as we go through life. The next truth that we see is that God is a 24-7 protector in verses verses 5 and 6. It says, the Lord is our keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The sun shall not strike you by day or the moon by night. There is never a time. Whenever it's daylight, God is in the protecting business. Whenever it's nighttime, God is protecting his children. And there is never a time when God is not protecting his children. And we can remember and and celebrate that and and take confidence in that. The third lesson that that we look and we see in these verses is that that God is a good protector. Verse 7 says this, The Lord will keep you from all evil. 
he will keep your life. And that word for evil that's in this verse is, is a word that's kind of the most broad word that can refer to any types of evil. It can refer to catastrophes. It can refer to moral evil. It can refer to, to people's decision to sin and to go against God's uh, standards themselves. It can, it can refer even to like Satan or the adversary himself and, and that type of evil. And it says that, that God is the one. You can kind of think of the classic battle between good and evil. And this verse says, okay, on the one side is evil, but on the other side, God is the ultimate good, and he's providing protection for his children. The ultimate example of, of how this plays out in life and in, in biblical history in that is obviously the example of God sending his son to save us from the consequences of our sin. And that God protected his children by providing them a way to have a relationship with him through his son. That, that he says, this is how it happens. Jesus came and he lived a perfect life. And yet he died to pay the penalty for the sin that I've committed, that you've committed, that, that people have committed, that anyone who turns in faith to Jesus have, has committed and that his death on the cross paid the penalty. It means that we don't have to face eternal death because of it. And then he was buried and he rose again, showing that he defeated sin and that he provided forgiveness. And he provides a life with God that lasts for, for, forever. That is the ultimate example of God providing protection as a good protector. And this reality is that God protects us from the greatest evils, Satan and hell, these awful things, with the greatest good, his son. God protects us from the greatest evils with the greatest good, his son. And that's something that, that we can celebrate and lift up. The last truth that these verses highlight and, and show in Psalm 21 and, and that is that God is a committed protector. Verse 8 says, The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. And so God says, I'm going to protect your going out and your coming in. That's where this idea of walls comes in most likely. Uh, people in that day, it was great to live in a walled city because it provided protection and safety. But then you would go out and you would work in the field. Most people worked in some fashion related to agriculture and, and trading and, and that type of thing. So you would have to go out of the city to do your work. So when it says, I'm going to protect your going out, that means leaving the city. And then I'm going to protect your coming in. That means when you come home, I'm going to cover it all. There's no activity that you're going to be involved with that God is not protecting. He's committed to do it. And then that last verse says how long this commitment is. Or that last phrase, it says from this time forth and forevermore. God is going to protect his children forever. You never have to worry about it. Is God going to protect me today? Yes. <laughs> Of course he is. And it's just a great encouragement and a, a great reminder 
uh, of this truth that there is no expiration date to God's protection. If you're one of his children, he is committed to protecting you from now until the end of your life. And then immediately when that happens, you enter into his presence forever and he's committed to doing it eternally. He will protect you forever. As we think through this, this great psalm and these, these truths and the, just this short little eight verses, I want to ask you a few questions kind of as, as we think about your response and that you keep that circumstance that we mentioned at the beginning and that I encouraged you to think about in the back of your mind as we work our way through these, these three questions. And the, the, the first is this, is God your protector? Is God your protector? Or are you looking to one of those things that, that I listed out as other things that we can look to protection? And it's not that all of those things are bad and there's not a time and a place for them. But if those things are what we're looking to first or more than or equal to God and say, okay, somehow that's going to take care of it and and God's kind of an afterthought rather than thinking God is protecting and sometimes he uses and, and allows these things to be used as part of his protection for us. We ask ourselves the question, are we looking to God as our protector? And I would again encourage you, are you looking to God as the protector for your eternal future? We shared earlier about how the ultimate example of God's good protection is that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins and to rise from the dead to give us life eternal with him. Have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ? You can visit our website And go to the gospel tab that's at the top of any of the pages, branchlife.church, and you can see a little bit more about the good news about Jesus Christ and how you can have life with God forever through him. And we would love to hear if you have questions or if you've made that commitment to believe in God's protection for your eternal future through Jesus Christ. And you can do those things on that gospel page. And we would love to hear that you have done this. And that's that's the step for all of us when we ask this question. Is God your protector? We need to believe. Either believe for the first time and turn to God for salvation. Or as we're going through it and say, God, I'm going to believe that you're going to protect me. I may not know how, I may not know when or what that's going to look like, but I'm going to believe that you will protect me. The next question is this, do your actions align with what you say you believe? Do your actions align with what you say you believe? A lot of us, especially those of us that call ourselves Christians, probably know the right answer when we asked it at the beginning, from where does our help come from? We know what the answer is supposed to be God. But is that what we're actually doing? Or are we so just anxious and and bouncing from different solutions and different plans and and all of that to to try to find protection that that it's obvious that, that we're not really looking to God for help. We're looking to one of those other things. And the, the next step or the challenge that I would have for you, if that's, that's you or, or that's me going through a circumstance and not looking for God, is, is to confess 
and to say, yeah, God, this is wrong, and I have not been looking to you as the ultimate source of my protection. And rather than, than celebrating it, I've been worried about it, and I've been trying to answer things and, and, and find the solution on my own through any number of, of other things that, that are less than the, your ultimate good protection. So maybe you need to, to confess and to say, yeah, this is wrong, God. I'm asking for forgiveness, and I'm going to turn away from that. And then the last question is, okay, if we are believing and if we have confessed and so we're trying to get our actions back in, in the way that it's supposed to be, are we celebrating God's protection? Are we celebrating what he's doing? And, and are we talking to others about it? Are we talking to God and giving thanks? Here's a psalm that was written that people sang that was all about celebrating God's protection. It doesn't answer all of the questions of why or how or, or, or that, and, and we haven't tried to explain all those answers today, but we want to celebrate God's protection. And so that, that's the next step. Will you celebrate God's protection? And I want to give you one specific way that you can do that even right now. You're watching online and, and that, that you would take this moment and either in the comments right now or share it as a status on what other device or social network that you would choose. And, and you, would, you would kind of fill in this blank to celebrate God's protection. When I, and then insert your dangerous circumstance that, that you've experienced God's protection in in the past or you're experiencing right now. When I went through this, God protected me by, and then put, fill in God's action. And it can be a short sentence and can be a couple of sentences, but that you would say and you would, let a, you would declare and you would celebrate publicly God's protection of you. And I challenge you and encourage you to, to take that next step and, and to celebrate God's protection. Uh, we'd love to be part of that celebration with us. You can tag us at Branch Life Church. And, and you can use the, the hashtag summer playlist as we've gone through this and, and we can kind of add that to our playlist of celebrations and songs that, that we're singing together uh, as we work our way through the book of Psalms. If you would like and you feel like you would need some prayer and encouragement as you go through this and you say, I want to be protected uh, in my life, I'm, I'm praying about this. I want others to pray with me. I want especially the pastors to pray with us. We encourage you to fill out our response card. We encourage all of you to fill it out no matter what, but we would especially ask those of you that are wanting prayer for protection in your life, that you would share the circumstances and we'll come alongside of you and pray for the things that are shared. And you can do that at branchlife.church response. And we look forward to supporting you in that way. Since we're talking about prayer, let's do that right now and close our time. God, thank you for this day. We thank you that you are uh, the God of protection, that you keep our lives, that you're actively engaged at all times, that your protection is good, and, and that we can rely on it both now and forevermore. God, we celebrate that today. And we're thankful for you. We're thankful for your son and that, that ultimate demonstration of your protection through his sacrifice on our behalf. We're thankful that our lives can be safe with you forever through him. God, we 
Commit these things. Help us to rely on your protection rather than ourself or other lesser things. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that you'll keep engaging with us as we continue to work through our summer playlist. And we'll see you next time at Branch Life Church. Have a great day.